Coming up this evening on NTD Business. Elon Musk is back in the news. This time, he's getting sued. Two years into the pandemic, could we finally be seeing some supply chain relief? We talked to the truckers. With fossil fuel prices soaring, some say now is the time to go renewable. But are solar and wind really sheltered from the storm? That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Paul Graney here, live from New York City. We start this evening with some good news for the economy. Air travel is booming. The bad news? You're paying for it. Delta Airlines said it raised ticket prices to help cover higher fuel costs in the first quarter. So between higher ticket prices and a big uptick in consumer demand, Delta is set to turn a profit in the second quarter. Missed it in the first. Leisure travel had already picked back up. Now business and international travel are making a comeback. It's a sigh of relief for Delta and the industry as a whole in the face of sky-high jet fuel costs. Just make sure you're ready to pay up. In fact, get ready to pay up for all sorts of stuff. Wholesale prices have shot up at the fastest pace on record. The producer price index, which tracks inflation before it hits consumers, is up over 11% through the last 12 months, 11.2% to be exact. It's up a significant 1.4% in the last month alone. Wholesale inflation is accelerating at the fastest pace in the 12-year history of the data series. Consumers can expect to pay more for goods and services down the road as businesses, even those who are trying to eat the costs themselves, may be forced to pass them on to consumers. Consumer price inflation is already running at a 41-year high. Some major factors driving up inflation include supply chain issues, ultra-loose central bank monetary policy, and massive government spending in response to the pandemic. And with us live is Nathan Lewis, principal at Kiku Capital Advisors. Oh, Lewis also wrote the book on inflation. Well, he co-wrote it with Steve Forbes and Elizabeth Ames. It's coming up April 19th. It's called Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Nathan, thanks so much for coming on. Why is it, Great to see you as always. Why is inflation accelerating this far into the pandemic? We really have a combination of two things. We have the supply chain issues, which you mentioned, and they're persistent for really kind of the first time since about World War II, I think. Usually these things pass away very quickly, but they seem to be getting worse now with more lockdowns in China. Um, And then just as you say, we uh, had a round of very easy central bank policy uh, during COVID. The Federal Reserve actually printed, more or less created out of thin air, $2.5 trillion um, and bought government bonds with it. And not surprisingly, that is flushing through. So when that happens, uh, often what you get is a decline in the value of the dollar. It's essentially what this monetary type of inflation is. And that over time flushes through. It takes more dollars to buy things. Are you expecting it to get better or worse? Um, for now, we might see a, a high point in, in the CPI momentarily because things like used car prices can only go up so much. Uh, but in the longer term, you know, what's the Fed talking about now? Their big solution to inflation is more unemployment. Well, what happens when you get a recession? Well, the last, what we've seen over the last 15 years is central banks turn around, they get real easy, they print a lot of money, government spending goes, you know, deficit spending might go into the double digits again, like it did during COVID. Uh, and that suggests to me uh, another round, again, of declining currency value, another round of your dollar becoming less valuable. 
It's a vicious cycle. Let's take the CPI for a second, Nathan. So basically, we've used car prices, all sorts of things in there. But what if we focus on just the essentials, energy and food? Is there any chance of these actually coming down? Um, I think they're actually going to stay at pretty high levels for a while. And the reason is, first of all, like I said, the dollar is not worth as much as it used to be. So it takes more of them to buy more dollars to buy oil and, uh, and wheat and so forth. The reason that barrel of oil cost $3 in the 1960s and it's now at 100 today is not because oil got more valuable, it's because your currency is worth less than it was. Um, but the other thing is people don't quite appreciate how cheap commodities got in the last five years or so. And they're going to have to have a corrective phase. Uh, until recently, the, the average U.S. farmer hadn't made a profit since 2013. And if you want to eat, that can't continue. Uh, also in the in the oil space, they were cutting capex, you know, not drilling wells uh, for years there because well, it didn't make sense economically. So they're going to have to make more money. So I think that we're going to have persistently higher commodity prices for a while. Get used to it. Fortunately, so are you saying that the, there wasn't enough investment in food and energy? Where was the money going instead? Well, the tech sector, basically, because <laughs> uh, they, they weren't, you know, they weren't making any money in oil. Um, but we've seen, uh, besides these monetary uh, issues, uh, this year, um, oil companies are being pushed by big, big companies like BlackRock and, and shareholders, individual shareholders, to not go hog wild on CapEx as they have in the past, not drill so many holes and... And the result of that is that oil is probably going to have a period of, of real su supply demand tightness for, for a while until until drilling can be ramped up again, or the greenies hope that solar picks up the slack or whatever it might be. And finally, Nathan, some say the cure for high prices is high prices. People just can't afford to buy this stuff anymore. You you see this bringing down prices. Well, normally the capitalist system, the, the market economy is very quick to uh, fill in these supply deficiencies. Uh, you remember when everyone bought toilet paper during COVID and, and remarkably in three weeks, toilet paper was back on the shelves. Uh, the persistence of these kind of supply demand issues uh, is really unusual. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like it might persist for a while because uh, the supply chain issues are getting worse, not better for the time being. But if we can resolve those things, um, I think that can be fixed pretty quickly. Nathan Lewis, co-author of Inflation, coming out next week. Thank you. Thank you. We could be seeing demand destruction over at the country's biggest used car dealer, CarMax. It sold almost 7% fewer cars last quarter. Its CEO says Americans are feeling the pressure from rising car prices that are 40% of the past year and higher borrowing costs as interest rates rise. He says buyers are trying to get around the sticker shock by spreading their loans out over 72 months. He's seeing more of that now. But not all lenders are comfortable with that arrangement, meaning fewer eligible customers. CarMax says Americans with lower credit scores are getting priced out of the market. Besides, we may see some relief in the freight supply chain. Trucking, you'll remember, was one of the big bottlenecks during the pandemic with fewer drivers available to move a massive number of orders. Some business owners we talked to at the time said this was one of the main causes of inflation for them. So are orders slowing down? Will prices fall at the same time? We talked to two experts today, George Mora, owner of Southern Companies Trucking and Warehousing, 
and Lance Healy, VP of LTL Innovations at Hall Suite. Uh, there, there's definitely a slowdown, um, there, no question for that, but we're coming off of an all-time high. Uh, so it's, um, in my opinion, not anything to panic about. Uh, it's just kind of a returning to normal uh, with some concerns on some other economic factors. Is that what you're seeing on the ground, George? There is, for sure. I see it happening. I'm here, actually, my headquarters in Miami is probably where I'm feeling at the the worst, the slowdown, where there's actually a, a period where there's no there's no work for drivers coming in. Now, is that a little bit of a bump in the road and then we'll pick up again? We'll see how that plays out. There's obviously other factors, as Lance said, as to how you know the future is going to hold. Um, but I do see, I still see a strong year. I, I, I don't see anything extremely over the top weak. Uh, but we did come from a 2021 that was uh, not seen before. But I still feel that 2022, uh, especially in the southeast and I think in the west coast as well, is still going to be a very solid year. George, you said that there isn't enough work for the truckers. That's a big change from just last year. Yeah. Again, it, 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 it's a couple factors. Uh, you know, we just came up to Chinese New Year. There's some still some vessel delays. There's interruptions that happen uh, still in the supply chain that we're not, you know, that are somewhat new. Generally, vessels arrive pretty much on time. What's happening is vessels are getting delayed, and that's causing drivers sometimes to just sit around and not have enough work. Now, that's isolated to Miami. Savannah's not feeling it. Houston's not feeling it. Charleston is getting hit. So I think that's more of an isolated situation in Miami. Like I said, overall, I think it's going to be a strong year for 2022. Lance, are you expecting prices to come down because of this? Uh, I think we'll see a little price comparison, but um, we've got the factors of increased fuel surcharges, increasing fuel costs that are going to kind of balance that out. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of uh, pricing relief for the for the shippers in the market. George, are you going to cut your prices? No, no, I, uh, there's no need to cut prices right now unless, you know, you don't make judgment calls on one or two weeks that it just tends to slow down because, you know, vessels are being delayed. I don't see any long-term trend of a slowdown. This is a small hiccup because of vessel delay. So, uh, on the contrary, I think, as, as I said, fuel surcharge now are in the 40s and 50% for intermodal. And, uh, and we're not backing off of that unless we see a drastic change in, in fuel, which, again, I, with everything going on around the world and what's happening, I just don't see that happening. I just don't see it. Are the drivers still asking for higher wages? Yeah, that is probably the biggest problem that we're still seeing is, is, is trying to keep drivers, driver retention. They're always, you know, I in, in the last probably six to, to 12 months, I've had to increase my prices probably four to five times. And, and that is very uncommon in our industry. And, and, and that is done in order to retain drivers because we're all fighting for drivers right now. You know, one company is offering, you know, we're, we're we're doing retention bonus, sign-on bonus, referral bonus. We're doing a bunch of incentives that historically has not been the case, and we're having to do that in order to keep drivers. So the driver shortage issue has not gone away. Looks like 2022 is going to be a big year for trucking news again. Guys, Lance Healy, George Moore, appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Thank you very pleasure. much. Thanks. It's not just oil that's gotten more expensive this year. The cost of renewable energy is also rising. A new report says that high demand and supply chain problems are affecting the industry. Thedis Khan Fredrickson has more. 
prices for wind and solar energy are rising. A recent report says they've gone up nearly 30% in a year in major markets, with Europe's contract prices rising 27.5% and North America's rising 28.5%. Everything has gone up this year. We've had to increase prices by about 8% just to you know, just to survive. Nick Oman is the general manager of Air Motor Windmill Company, which makes water pumping windmills. Oman says the conflict in Ukraine has pushed up prices and caused supply chain problems. When we find something, we just, we buy, we buy absolutely as much as we can uh, just for fear of running out and, and being shut down. There's, you know, probably a hundred different parts that go into each windmill. Something as simple as one can one spray can of can of paint can shut us down because we've got to have it to, to complete our products. The renewable energy sector had been experiencing a decade of cost declines. Concentrated solar power, solar photovoltaic power, and wind all saw their costs drop significantly in 2020. Now that we've reached the limit of our supply chain efficiencies, it's uh, now it's happening in reverse. You're seeing uh, supply chain inefficiency. Brent Bennett is the policy director for Life Powered at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Bennett says there are technological improvements in the works, but that's a slow process. A recent report says demand for renewable energy contracts has skyrocketed in Europe because long-term contracts can lock in prices before they get higher. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News. A Wall Street rallied today despite the high inflation number. Treasury yields fell and tech stocks gained, not what you would have expected. The Dow rose 344 points, 1%. The S&P gained 49 points, 1 and 1 tenth of a percent. And the Nasdaq rose 272 points, 2% today. Elon Musk's in legal trouble again. He's being sued by former Twitter shareholders. They say he waited too long to disclose that he'd bought Twitter shares. So they filed a class action suit in New York. Twitter shares jumped 27% on April 4th after Musk disclosed his stake. But under U.S. law, investors have to say within 10 days when they've acquired 5% of a company or more. In Musk's case, that would have been March 24th. The shareholders say the late disclosure meant he was able to keep buying shares at lower prices. Meanwhile, they say they were defrauded into selling at artificially deflated prices. Seems they sold their shares between the time Musk bought them and the time he disclosed the purchase. And a former Swiss banker of the year has been sentenced to nearly four years in jail. It's after one of Switzerland's highest profile corporate crime trials in decades. Pierre Vin Vincennes was charged with making millions through illicit deals. Well, this while he was the executive of Raiffeisen Bank. He expensed a nearly $250,000 bill for strip club visits. He did argue it was largely business-related. He also tried to justify a $750 dinner with a woman he met on dating app Tinder, saying he was considering her for a real estate job. But the judge said the claims went too far and were not in the bank's interests. The banker denies any wrongdoing, says he's going to appeal. And Chinese authorities are responding to opposition to Shanghai's strict lockdown measures. Shanghai's police department sent out a message to residents today saying that anyone who violates the lockdown rules will be dealt with strictly, adding that, quote, if it constitutes a crime, they'll be investigating, uh, investigated according to the law. 
Shanghai police also banned cars from the streets. City's residents are becoming increasingly frustrated as millions are confined to their homes and struggling to get basic supplies like food and medicine. One of Apple's major iPhone suppliers has been forced to shut down operations there. Anthony's Don Ma brings us the latest. China's lockdowns could now be affecting iPhone production because more than three-quarters of all iPhones are manufactured in China. This could be a risk for Apple if a manufacturing facility were to shut down. Pegatron, for example. On Tuesday, the major Apple iPhone supplier said it's stopping operations at its only two factories in Shanghai and Suzhou. Pegatron makes around a fifth to nearly a third of all iPhones. Business lecturer Jeff Hook at Johns Hopkins University says this could affect the output of iPhones. Pegatron is one of their bigger manufacturers slash suppliers, so that's going to affect the number of phones that Apple can produce. It's exactly hard to say. We don't know how long the shutdown is going to last. If the Pegatron shutdown does affect iPhone production, the next iPhone could be more expensive for you. Anytime there's a shortage of a product and the demand doesn't change, being the price is going to go up, unfortunately, for consumers. Apple likely won't move its iPhone manufacturing out of China, says Hook. Expenses would have to go up 15 or 20 percent, you know, if they were to make the phone in, in, in America instead of China. Other than Apple already having the infrastructure in China, the wages there are much lower than the U.S. Don Ma, NTD News. And still to come, stay with us. Racing cars, family cars, and more. We get a sneak peek of what's at this year's New York International Auto Show. Amazon seller scams are getting more sophisticated. We hear from an expert who detects false listings and fake reviews for a living. That and more coming up on NTD Business. back. One of Tesla's biggest rivals, Lucid, has come out with a luxury sedan that has a 446-mile range. It's called the Lucid Air Grand Touring Performance. It could be yours for $179,000. For Tesla, the highest-ranging car they have is the Tesla Model S Dual Motor AWD, which can travel around 405 miles per charge. The new Lucid sedan beats Tesla's highest-performing cars in many ways, but not in acceleration. Lucid's new sedan could go from 0 to 60 miles an hour in 2.6 seconds, while the Model S Plaid can do it in 1.9. <laughs> Elon Musk will be happy. And automakers from around the globe are, are in New York City to show off their new models at the International Auto Show. The exhibit isn't open to the public yet, but NTD's Arian Pastor gives us a sneak peek. If you like cars, this is the place to be, the International Auto Show right here in Manhattan. Right now, I'm sitting in a 670 horsepower Corvette, 0 to 60 in less than 3 seconds. And there are many more interesting cars here at the show. 
The new Corvette, which doesn't have a price tag yet, sure has its charm. But so do older cars, like these ones from the 90s, for example. The show also has rally cars and retro-looking race cars. This one has quite some sound to it. How much gas does it use? No, it's, no, it's zero because it's electric. Fully electric. So as you can see here, it's lifting the hood for us. No gas engine inside, fully electric car. The sound of the car and the vibration is added to give the driver a more realistic feeling. Some brands are going all out to showcase their cars, adding a theater background and a stage. You can also test ride some of the cars to see how fast they accelerate. Or sit behind the steering wheel of a driving simulator with moving seats. You can also try out one of their electric bicycles or other two-wheelers. In terms of a car for the whole family, I was told some people like cars that go well for the city and for the outdoors. Roof rack actually is rated to sport 700 pounds uh, when the car is parked, which means that you can put a roof tent on it and then you can go up and sleep uh, You know, when you go camping. You don't have to be on the ground or in the mud or anything. The show will open to the public this weekend and is going to run through April 24th here at the Javits Center in Manhattan. Ariane Pastar, NTD News, New York. It takes a lot of work to bring back a show of that caliber. Denise Villazo is also at the car show speaking to the organizers and some industry leaders. Welcome to the 2022 International Auto Show right here in New York. It's been delayed for two years, but now it's back. Let's see what it has to offer. This year, there's a big push for electric cars at the show. It's an EV, it's a battery electric vehicle, which automatically makes it fun to drive. I spoke to John Bazella, CEO at the Alliance for Automotive Innovation, right after his test ride on the Hyundai Iconic 5. This is where customers come and consumers come to learn about the latest vehicles and the latest technology. And so to get into the car, not only kick the tires, but to be in the car and hear the tires squeal as you tear down the track is a great thing. But it's not just cars showing off at the expo. Right. Putting fast chargers at regular intervals along the interstates throughout New York State, making trips like New York City um, to Quebec completely possible. John Markowitz is leading the technology team at the New York Power Authority, where they announced new fast chargers at LaGuardia Airport in addition to the ones already at JFK. You pull in, you plug in. And in the time it takes to take your normal rest break while you're driving and grab some food, the car can go from like maybe 10 or 20 percent all the way up to 80 percent. Mark Scheinberg is the president of the Greater New York Automobile Dealers Association, which owns and operates the famed New York Car Show. It is the granddaddy of all auto shows here in North America. It really got started just several city blocks away at the old Madison Square Garden. And that was over 100 years ago, when the car shows were much smaller. Nothing compares to the ability to be able to stand and open up a door, close a door, hear the sound, sit in the vehicle, uh, and talk to somebody about all the features that goes on. So is it gas or electric? Where would you go to test ride a car? So electric vehicles are inside, gas-powered cars are outside. Let's go for a ride. The NTD News crew and I got to experience Camp Jeep, an engaging experience located right outside the Jacob Javits Center, where the car show is taking place. Opens this Friday to the public. Phil Zoe, NTD News, New York. And third-party seller scams are evolving. 
You might receive a similar product, but it's not quite what you ordered. Ever happened to you? Nitirishan Marshall talked to an expert on false listings and fake reviews. These days, you could be scammed on Amazon and never even notice. In a recent article on TechRadar, a buyer thought they were getting a micro SD card for a good price, but instead the card had less storage space than listed, and it was programmed to make your device show more space than the card actually had. I spoke with Saud Khalifa, founder and CEO of FakeSpot, a service that uses artificial intelligence to detect false listings and reviews online. He mentioned how the third-party seller ecosystem can support many fraud issues. So anyone can sign up to become a seller of an Apple product on, on Amazon or different platforms. And unfortunately, we're seeing the same model, the third-party seller model, being applied into Walmart, Target, without barriers uh, to check those sellers that are signing up and selling those fraudulent products. He also explained how it can be hard to catch newer scams like review merging. So uh, reviews about a book will appear on a review for uh, headphones. Makes completely no sense, but because those reviews have been validated by Amazon system, um, they appear on this new listing and they add up to that five star rating at the top. I quickly found one of these scam micro SD cards myself. The only written reviews gave it one star, though it somehow got enough four and five star ratings to not have a noticeable problem. Consumers have to continually upgrade their scam detecting abilities because the more Amazon fixes problems, the more scammers are forced to use better tactics. Sean Marshall, NTD News. And here's some sweet news if you've got a sweet tooth. Nestle Toll House is stuffing its cookie dough. It's been baking up some tasty new creations with this first ever stuffed cookie dough. You'll have two flavors to choose from. Chocolate chip cookie dough with fudge filling and double chocolate cookie dough with salted caramel filling. Is your mouth watering yet? Well, sorry, you're going to have to wait a bit. These new cookie delights don't come out till July. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. This is the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Paul Graney. You can still catch NTD Evening News. That's with Stephanie Cox at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Follow me on Twitter, too, if you're there. For NTD Business, that's all for today. Thank you for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.